0: Co-worker of yours. New England Sports Original, 103.7
1: WEEI.
2: Welcome back to our number two of Cordishian Coit on WEEI, 401 The phone number, the text line has been blowing up, 737-937. This texture from the 401 is correct. Uh, need to let the Brady thing go. First, he'd be gone anyway yeah. at this point. 2nd he would have done no better with this cast, and he knew it, which is why he left. And, and they that's true. Again, yeah. he said to a national football reporter in private after that wild card loss to the Titans at home, he said, I can't win with this bleep. Yep. He saw how bad the roster had gotten, and he said, I can't win with this crap. Now, I do disagree with you. I think he could have done better. Now, better to the point where would they would have been a playoff team, would they have won in the playoffs? Probably not, but you can't tell me Tom Brady uh, doesn't make this team, you know, three, four, five wins better. He does. He, he just does. He I'm does.
0: Sorry. He well, made chicken this, salad out of chicken poop. That's the thing. I, I wonder if you put Brady on this team with Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, J.J. Smith-Schuster, you have an elite—you were just talking about it. You either have to have an all-time— And a, and a terrible offensive
2: line, but right. he'll get rid of it quickly to the right guy and not put it in harm's way. And He's I, not going to do what Mac did last week.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could use the elite talent, so they went in the Super Bowl. I, I don't know, but it's Brady. Like, he will uh, elevate these guys. That's what he did. That's what he was capable of. So I mean, he
2: did it with guys like Riche freaking I Caldwell. I know. You know what I mean? He, right. he played with bums before. Right. And so, yeah, he he— they would have been better with him. Now, would so, they have too. been elite with him, winning championships? No, but they would have been better. Yeah. Anyway, we do have
0: to let it go. I know it's hard to. But we're. I mean, we're talking about the. You know what's happened the last four years? What's transpired? And that's the line of demarcation is. Yep. You know the departure of Brady.
2: Yep. So. Let's go back to the calls. Mike is in Massachusetts. Wants to talk about the Patriots. Good morning, Mike. You're next on Cordishian Coit on WEEI.
1: Good morning on a rainy Saturday, guys. Hey, Mike. And it kind of fits the mood I'm in on the Patriots. Let me ask you one question. And it, and it
0: rains every it, it, weekend right now, Mike, I know. which is wild. Oh, absolutely.
1: But I don't have to do the leagues, which That's is good. good. So, here's a very difficult question, and I'd like your answer. Yep. What would you rather watch, the Patriots game against the Cowboys or the last ten games the Red Sox played? Because they're about equal in season views <laughs> and yeah. –
2: performance yeah great great i'll always pick the nfl over major league baseball always yes. but last week was the first time last week was the first time in in probably my lifetime where i was watching a patriots game and i didn't do this but i strongly considered it i was so disgusted with how the game was going i almost said i'm just going to put the red zone on and start to watch other games, because it was just, the game was over. In the second quarter, the game was was over with, and uh, I didn't do it. I stayed with the Patriots till the bitter end, but I was at that point last week, and I have never been like that before.
1: The way I can say it is, I'm 57 years old, and I used to be a season ticket owner for the Patriots until I had kids, and that got into sports themselves, but... When I joined Rod Rust Rush, uh, the season ticket owner, uh, it was a young kid that never saw them win. And this is the first time I saw the same type of team perform. It was abysmal. And I'll guarantee you this, if you go through two more games like that, you will be watching the Red Zone. It Mike, was, it was just very, very hard.
2: You well, are a true Patriots yeah. fan. Anybody that was a season ticket holder and going to Foxborough during the Rod Rust years—that to me, that's not a pink hatter that jumped on the bandwagon oh, in no. 2001. That's somebody that is a diehard Patriot fan, yeah. and I appreciate you, Mike.
1: <laughs> it was—it uh, was more for the tailgating with the college buddies back in those days. But uh, <laughs> you know, that's okay. <laughs> It was great when they won, but we went in there knowing that they would probably lose. And I haven't had that feeling in I don't know how long. You know, I have a son. He's 21 years old. And he's in distraught because a New England team hasn't really won in his whole life. That span from 2001 until basically the last couple of years, he's always expected it. And right. I'm trying to explain to him... Yep. I think we're going to be going into I I, I dare to, hate to say it the fellowship of the misery. Yeah, it's it's a dark tunnel. I think as far as New England sports, it's and, and the youth is going to be very upset because they don't know how to handle it.
0: Mike, does he like basketball?
1: He does. Okay, he does. It's probably on, on on his on his realm. I think he got very upset with Miami and the Celtics last well, year. Yeah, I was going to so... say, but that, there,
0: there's your hope. That's the hope and that's the team. Yeah, that's correct.
1: Which yep. is oddly enough, when I was a kid in the '70s and '80s, the only team that was the hope was oh, the, yeah. the Celtics.
0: Absolutely, you know. It was,
1: Absolutely, it was uh, you know the, the Larry Bird. I can go back to Chris Ford hitting the first three pointer in NBA history. It was yep. it was the team. So um, I just it was disgusting. And when Mac Jones scrambled out to his right because it looked like he was afraid of the collapsing. Pocket, which didn't collapse at that moment, right. and then threw across the field before it even made it halfway across the field. I already knew it was a pick six. Yep. It was just, oh my god, can't do it. Yeah, you know, it was, it, it was discouraging. It was, um, it was tough. You okay. know, and and I did make it through the end of the game only for the fact that thank God for fantasy football. And I had two Cowboys on my team. There so, it is. Yeah, okay, there it is. so
2: so you you just outed me too, Mike. The reason I stay tuned, I have the Dallas defense.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, pretty sad when you're kind of on that realm. So that's what that. Football does. I, 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 this is this is a key game tomorrow against the Saints. It has to be. They're to win against a bad team. We did okay against a bad team last year. This right. one we have to do it again. They've
2: yep. got to wait this thing up. Yep. So,
1: agree. Guys, My, have a great weekend. Mike, you thanks too, Mike, for the
2: phone thanks. call. I appreciate Sorry, it. To, 401-777-1037, the phone number. Everything he says is is correct. Yep. Couldn't agree with him more.
0: Nope, I, I agree. Yep.
2: And I have a 19-year-old son, too. Same thing. Like, he's not used to this losing, too, and this disappointment with the Red Sox and the Patriots because all he has seen in his lifetime is success from all these Boston sports franchises and Unfortunately, the worm is starting to turn. Right? I mean, the Red Sox have really not been good in the last three or four years. Uh, the Patriots have not been great in the last four years, and the Bruins. I don't know what to expect from them. They've got center issues, right? Well, you know. Well,
0: this kid, Patra, might be your godsend, Scott. The 19-year-old centerman, all of a sudden, comes out of nowhere. Has this camp? is getting a point a game. I, <laughs> Don Sweeney. I hope you are at the 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 church, the synagogue, whatever, and thanking your Lord, whoever it is that you pray to today. Because if this kid works out, my goodness, what a find! Yeah. I mean, the kid's been really good, Scott. He fits, Matthew Patra. Like this kid fits. It's unbelievable, and it's just like, look, we don't you, you can't expect him to be Bergeron, okay? But this is the same sort of thing that happened. Twenty something years ago, when Bergeron burst onto the scene, yep, like that—that's the sort of thing that happened. So I, boy, I think. See, I think even without the Patra story, which could be really great for this team, I—I I, I thought the Bruins would be competitive. They've got good, good veteran talent. It's a transition. Clearly, we're having a transition year with the Bruins, but transition year for them, I expect them to compete for a playoff spot because they still have guys. I think they still have a good defensive core. They have the two goaltenders still back. You know, their forward group, let's see. But they still have a great goal scorer, elite goal scorer in David Posternak. So, you know, we'll see.
2: By the way, as as a ac- complete aside, while yeah. we're talking about the Bruins, uh, uh, I'm, I talked about being Facebook friends with uh, John Rook. Yeah, I'm friends with John Coletto, too. Coach okay. Coletto used to host... Yeah. Mornings on the score, and before that on WPRO with, with Salty Brine. Yeah. Uh, and Coach uh, made a post, I think, ripping the new Bruins uniforms. I, I kind of like the goldish uh, yeah, color okay to anything. them. Like he doesn't yeah. like the extra stripe on the socks and the sleeve and stuff like that. Yeah. But I I kind of like them. It's it's a, it's a little bit of a different look, and instead of going with like the yellowish gold, it's more of a goldish gold. Yeah. On the uniform, I kind of like it.
0: It's a centennial year. Like yeah. I don't think it's going to be permanent. I'd love to go back to the you know, the main uniforms that they've had next year. But, you know, for a centennial year, sure, why not? I'm looking forward
2: to to Bruins and Celtics season. I really am. It's going
0: to be a good winter. It is. And the Celtics, I mean, we haven't even gotten to, Scott. Um, But, boy, I mean, Brad Stevens, man. Brad Stevens has large stones. Yeah. Brad Stevens. I mean, you go out and you get – after the Bucks oh. make this big trade, you go out and get Drew Holiday.
2: I'm going to tell you something, though. And, and, again, a guy that probably doesn't get enough credit is Danny Ainge. He learned under Danny Ainge. Oh, and you Danny and Danny Ainge both. is a wheeler and dealer, a good drafter. Yeah,
0: different, though. The drafting, absolutely. But would Danny Ainge make the Drew Holiday move? I don't think so. Why? Because he wouldn't have wanted to give up Rob Williams. He would have tried to fleece the other team and try. he would not mm. gonna give up. He wouldn't have given up Rob Williams. I, I am – I'm firm on that. I think Brad is bolder when it comes to making moves, even with guys that are fan favorites on his I team. I do
2: worry about how Rob Williams' loss impacts them defensively. Sure. But, again, the downside of Rob Williams was he couldn't stay healthy and stay on the court for I a agree. full season.
0: You have to, as Brad said, you got you got to pay a price. Yeah. You have to pay a price. And Danny, I don't think, would do that. He would fall in love with the guys that he drafted, and he wouldn't do some of that. Danny was a heck of a drafter yeah. and talent evaluator, and he deserves credit for that because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. That's why. Yep. But, you know, would he have made the move and be bold enough to trade away Marcus Smart to, to transform his roster to get Chris Porzingis, trade away Rob Williams to get Drew Holiday and transform this roster? I don't think Danny would have done that. I think that's why Brad is the right GM for right now. He doesn't fall in love with prospects because – I mean, half the reason is he doesn't draft many. Look I mean, what he, he did when he chance. got to
2: Utah. He, he traded Donovan Mitchell. You know, I mean, I, I don't yeah, know, but I, he's not.
0: But that's a different story because he didn't draft the guy. Yeah. He walked in there and he made he made changes. He wasn't falling in love with anybody. I think Danny fell in love with his prospects. I'm not taking anything away from Danny Ainge and his work here, but I just don't think he would have made the moves that Brad made. And I think Brad has been bolder in some of the things that he said. Even something like giving away a first round pick to get rid of the Kemba Walker yep. deal. And get Al Horford back.
2: Yeah, Danny did overvalue. I think yes. graphics. I, I would. I will yes. give you that. All right, let's go back to the calls. Ryan in New London wants to talk about the Patriots. Good morning, Ryan. You're next on Kordishian Coit on W E E I. Yeah. Ryan. Good morning. Uh, so, hey, Ryan, I'm hearing all these comments about Bill Belichick.
0: Yeah. Up, oh, you're going in. And out, yeah, Ryan,
2: your cell phone's busting out on us. Can he, are you be with us? Yeah. Better. Okay, so I'm hearing all these.
3: These uh, comments about Bill Belichick and uh, you know and people leaving the Patriots. Joe, Joe, why, why don't you put so him on well hold? Well. See
2: if you can't get him in a better cell uh, area, and we'll yeah. go right back to him. Uh, let's let's move along for the moment and say hello to Steve in Fall River. Good morning, Steve. You're next on Coy on W E E I. Hello, Steve. Good morning,
3: hey. gentlemen. Good morning. I hear people complaining about uh, this one and three start that it's worse than what they envisioned. And one guy said, well, I had him at 0 and four, but somehow this looks worse. I don't know what that means. I know people, I mean, you, you're bad, but well, this is, you look bad. You have problems. You have injuries. These are all the things that plague one and three teams. You miss opportunities, et cetera. But <clears throat> One thing that's common, Scott, is what you said about Tom Brady. He couldn't win. with He evaluated that he couldn't win with this bleep. And he had Nikhil Harry and, and uh, this to tight end Myers. from to, uh, Ben Watson he was throwing to. I mean, could it have been worse? We thought the 2015 to 2019 drafting situation was as bad as it got. And we were told it was getting better, weren't we? Kyle Duggar, uh, Christian Barwar, this guy, Christian that Christian is twenty twenty one. So your point is,
2: Steve. Your point is, Steve. What? What's the point? That the personnel it, still it just wasn't isn't good It not getting
3: enough. better. We're now we're now in nine years of bad drafting, and guess what? I disagree. I Steve. was told I was a broke. I was told I was a broken record about their drafting. Remember you that Scott. I was told I was a broken record. You are, I was. I'm sure I've you been were. a broken record before. I've been a broken record before when they got rid of Ty Law way back when. I used to call the shows and they put a meter on. They'd, take, they'd get a countdown to when I'd bring him up again. These are, these are problems that this team has. You cannot build a team without drafting right. All the excuses I hear, well, you know, they're always in the playoffs and they get a shorter offseason than the rest of the world. Uh, you can't, you know, they, don't get, they never get into the top half of the first round. All the freaking excuses. There's no excuses. You have to have your team built through the draft. This man is not capable of it. There's one other trope that I've been hearing now. He's lost his fastball. Have you heard Bill Belichick lost his fastball, guys? As if you I heard think a lot of people surmise that.
2: that, Steve, and thanks for the phone call because we, we, I know you could go on and on what, what, forever. Guys, and just and give we, me we, we just, just need one to One second on.
3: about the fastball. One second about the fastball. This is who he is. He is no different than when he supposedly had his fastball. The only outlier is the years with Brady. He has the same record. He has the same problems. He took the two thousand Patriots, the five. All right, let's not relieve history. Joe, cut him off. Joe,
0: Uh, cut uh, him uh, off, please. Joe, cut him off, yeah, please. No, yeah. We're not reliving history I, I, I again. Know. History lesson so, with Stephen Fall River every Saturday the, morning. The, what
2: I will say in Steve's defense Gosh. is I, I know he's been big on on Belichick has failed miserably in the drafts, and he is accurate. I mean, there was that period where they had four or five years where they, their drafts bared very little fruit. Um, I would argue that some of these recent drafts, which we thought were very good, Maybe in retrospect aren't quite as good as we thought, and and I'm going to start with I'm sorry, but Cole Strange. I mean, you took a guy uh, that many consider to be a reach in the first round, yeah. And what have you gotten out of that yet? I, and you could say, well, he's been injured, it hasn't been long enough. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Still, it looks like a questionable first-round pick at this point. Yeah, sure, okay,
0: but uh, yeah, and and it's not good. I, I mean, we brought this up a uh, you know a few weeks ago, but I I'm not gonna. I'm not going to write off Cole Strange quite yet because we're still in year two here, and I want to give you know some time yep. here. Um, but I will say, could you have used that on a skill position player you know, to build up your offense and, st- yep. and get Cole Strange later? Maybe. you know, Maybe that's the second guess there. Yep. But Steve's starting to bleed into, tw- he said, Kyle Duggar. Kyle Duggar's a stalwart in your defense. They should give him a contract extension. He's a extension. good player. He's a good player. Yep. Josh Uche was in the second round, same year, 2020. Guess what? He's a good player. They should give him a contract extension, keep him around. 2021, he said. Christian Barmore, see, Steve made a bad point because he's naming all the guys that have been hits the last couple of years. Oh, uh, Barmore was a
2: a rookie sensation. Has not yeah. been quite as solid since. But
0: he's a second round pick, and yep. he's still a starter in your defense. Like that, and he's and he's you know he was. You know, we thought Mac Jones was a
2: hit. Well, now we don't know about don't Mac know. Jones. I, I think, in fairness to Steve, I think some of these drafts that we thought were terrific drafts are now maybe. Now have more questions surrounding them than they did before. Okay, but like,
0: Yeah, they have more questions, sure. But 2018, 2019, you want to make your point, that's where you go. And I do think there was a shift in what and the, how they were trying to do things with the draft. Because clearly, after 2019, they knew that they screwed up. Because Nikhil Harry was an awful, awful pick. And I think they've drafted differently. I think they've gone in different directions in terms of, like, speed and the guys that they're bringing in. And so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But um, I do think you've had some hits the last couple of years. Um, he points to Kyle Tucker. I don't know why, because I think that's a hit. Like, I, I don't know. So, we'll see. Maybe, maybe Steve's right. I'm not sure. But. You know, it's just the way that he presents it. That's all.
2: All right, we've got to take a quick break. We'll, we'll get right back. Ryan in New London, I think, called back out in a better cell area. We'll get to his phone call. We'll get to the rest of you as well. You are listening to Cordishian Coit on Southern New England Sports Original 1037
0: WEEI. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.